kind of an awkward thing to look at. Hello. No, yeah, no, I don't like to make eye contact. <laughs> no, we're live. It makes me uncomfortable. We're live, people, people think you're bitchy if you don't make eye contact. Because we're... apparently making eye contact is the epitome of being friendly. Still live. You don't want to make eye contact, care. you look at their forehead. Go. They, they want to know about eye contact. You just look at their forehead. Like right it's now, it looks like I'm looking Here in the eye. Here on not... the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love but nobody else does, we also talk about eye contact sometimes. It's important. Current events. Hi, I'm Elaine. Hi, I'm Carly. John? I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. Mm-hmm. We take turns selecting from these movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received their spectator service. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick. On the podcast. Is Elaine's pick. 2008's Hancock. Don't look her in the eyes. I have gone with a superhero I will look at myself in the mirror the whole time so I don't, look at you. I don't care Damn. I've gone with a superhero movie from 2008 um, because it will make Ken smile maybe unless we pick it apart and then he'll be real sad so don't don't shit on my movie <clears throat> uh, seems like a cop out yeah right um, this movie oh I also want to point out I'm using my Care Bears cup on my Care Bears coaster so is this one of Ken's favorite movies no I think he just was looking for a movie that he liked that would fit our criteria oh, you know, you know what really hurt this movie uh, there's another superhero movie came out the same year yeah, there's a little movie called Iron Man oh <laughs> that's true um, good luck <laughs> when did Iron Man come out to and be when did fair we didn't out? know Iron Man was going to be good though um, it could have been real crap so that RDJ. I always liked Iron Man, but like not I never, loved Iron Man. And I then never liked I was like, holy Man. shit, that was amazing. Yeah. I liked Iron and Man. And it was as close to being Tom Cruise, too. That I liked Iron Man because he was from Long Island. Uh, Let's see. When is the release date for Iron Man? Now you have me distracted, and I'm trying to run a episode. Which Which one came out first? But it's really relatable. When Iron Man came out in May. When did he? And Hancock. Hold on. Was it July? I... It's Will Smith, so he's usually a summer blockbuster kind of guy. July 2nd. Boom! Iron Man Man came out May 2nd. This came out July 2nd. Because he's Will Smith. After Independence Day, all of his movies come out before the July. Well, this movie... So this movie came out months after Iron Man. Good fucking luck. (laughs) I don't know. It might have got more people to the theater because they were all excited about um, comic book movies again. Although... I don't think this was a comic book character. It wasn't. This was a just a, a super, just a superhero. No, movie. I wish they should do more like this. Like, here's a new character we've made. It's interesting. Uh, so this has a six point four out of ten on um, IMDb with a forty nine Metacritic. It has a forty one thermometer score and a fifty nine audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. It had a hundred and fifty million dollar budget, made two hundred and twenty seven in the U S. and grossed six hundred and twenty nine million. Why didn't they make well, more why? of these? I don't know. It's funny, though, because when I Googled it, it came up that it was a series, and then it, there was a thing that said, no, they never made another one. <laughs> Maybe the, the, from what I've seen from the trivia and the writing of it, they didn't really, ha- they didn't really have a good handle on the story. No. It's kind of just... It's all he's kind of <laughs> He's kind of Horus, but he's kind of Zeus, but he's kind of a superhero. We don't know. Just keep going. Who is he? So yeah. I, I don't think they had well, it nailed in and nobody wanted to take the chance on it trying was, to nail it down, maybe. It was directed by Peter Berg, who is a welcome back to the podcast. He also directed The Rundown. Mm. And he wrote the screenplay for The Losers. What? So this is his third appearance on the podcast. Good but he's you. also directed Friday Night Lights, the movie, which was a fairly big deal. And uh, series. the movie Battleship. 
which is, I am the only person on the planet that loves that movie. Someday I've maybe we'll talk about it. it on the podcast. So you laugh, but you don't know. You could no, like Rihanna's acting. I might like it, but it's got Taylor every once Kitchen in while, it. He's every once in a while I, I follow you down these weird. <laughs> uh, but Peter Berg, I'm sorry. The best weird. thing he's ever done was Great White Hype. I don't like that movie. Like it's amazing. He's like a, a big time amazing director. And then you go and like that's him. <laughs> I don't think. He like, is. how did they get him to do this? <laughs> I don't think he's a big time amazing director just because he did the Great White Hype. There's one movie. His IMDb is not that fantastic. No, no, he, that's a terrible movie. Then he's in it. But this is a, a good movie. He's a good director. If you don't agree, well, that's like um, your opinion, man. But he makes money. He makes money, money. He gets a kiss, it was kiss. Written, he don't get pissed. There are piss. two guys credited on as writers on this. The first one is Vi Vincent Go, as I'm going to say how you pronounce his last name. And he had like five IMDb credits and they were never, nothing I'd heard. Mm-hmm. And then Vince Jillian was the other writing credit. And he must, it he had did to. Breaking Bad, didn't he? Yes. He created Breaking Bad. Nice. He created. Uh, he wrote thirty eps of the X Files, wow. and he did the movie. Home, and he wrote the screenplay for, screenplay for Home Fries, a Drew Barrymore uh, movie. That movie was terrible. Um, but I feel X-Files, like though. this first guy wrote the screenplay, and then Vincent Gillian did like a treatment, probably. Because I've never heard of this first guy, and he like literally has done nothing. At first, I, I thought maybe he, it was the same person, and he had changed his name for Hollywood. And I heard he wrote it, and it kind Hollywood. of floated around for a while, maybe like ten years. The script. This movie does not have a lot of characters either. So it stars Will Smith as John Hancock. Welcome back to the podcast from Wild Wild West. Wicked up, wicked up. Wild Wild West. Also, fantastic in Men in Black and Independence Day, and, and I'm Legend. And. What else was he? Winter's Tale. Thank you. Oh, Winter's Tale. Oh, I always forget. He played the devil. I forgot about those. In Winter's Tale. With a picture of the girl. Look just like her. Look just like her. Red hair and everything. (laughs) I forgot he was in Winter's Tale. He's not... With the best picture of a person ever. And then... uh, Maybe Cobra. (laughs) Stars Charlize Theron as the character of Mary, who has never been on the podcast before, despite being in such wonderful movies like The Devil's Advocate, Mighty Joe Young, The Astronaut's Wife, and The Italian Job, which I keep asking John to pick. The Legend of Bagger Vance. Yes, she was in The Legend of Bagger Vance. That movie is better than it has any right to be. That (laughs) movie is... It's just, it's entertaining. (laughs) Actually, Carly, maybe you should... Have you seen The Legend of Bagger Vance? No. Will Smith is great now. Real good. Matt Damon? Yeah. Yeah. Movie about, it's about golf. It's about a golf tournament. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to watch that. Pretty Just watch. fantastic. It's uh, free on Pluto. And it's got a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. You should watch it because it's pretty fantastic. I feel like this was. I feel like The Legend of and Bagger Vance you know was when that? people realized Matt Damon was a good actor. actor. And not just like a fluke that won an Oscar for Goodwill Good Will Hunting. Which was a great movie, too. I mean, he was really good in Goodwill Hunt. He was, but I think that people <clears throat> Did you felt see like him that chasing was... Amy? Because I think I, that was his breakout role. I feel like people felt he was a fluke, Snoochie and bitches. then he was in this, and it was... Hmm. I um, remember being a big deal. Yeah. And Will Smith had a really serious role in this, which um, was not sorry, what he but normally did, did. You do realize that Matt Damon did school ties before this. Yeah, but he had... If that was a small part. You do realize they didn't he really did. show acting no, no. shops. Um, ben Affleck had a small role. You realize he was he one of the main the characters. Wall. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic, and we've talked about that. The Tautier. Um, and then it also has Jayden, Jason Bateman as the character of Ray. Now, Jason I, Bateman has 
seems to be very well known as an actor, I guess yeah. for Arrested for Development. <laughs> But his IMDb, he arrested development. Uh, yeah, Hogan's family. Hogan's family. Yeah, Hogan's family. No, he was, in, he was in a fuckload. Of, Ozark. Yeah, he was in a fuckload of TV shows. I've never even heard yeah. of that show. No, Ozark. But, he, but his best role ever. Team Wolf 2. Yes. No. Because when um, he does... No, I'm sorry, I can't even He's actually been on the podcast before. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. This is a sequel to Team Wolf where he boxes? He's actually... <laughs> a Welcome cousin. back to the podcast. From Necessary Roughness. That's right. Oh, wow. Um, he's also been in a couple of movies. That are, he's been in Juno, which was a fantastic movie. Never seen it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's probably not for you. Yeah. It's not for you. Um, and a movie I really like that's kind of ridiculous, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Never saw with that. Natalie Portman and... Um, what is his name? I cannot remember. Mumbles from Dick Tracy. That you have Dustin to, Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, thank you. That's my go-to. <laughs> The other guy. <laughs> Your go-to for Dustin Hoffman. I couldn't remember his it's name. Tracy. It, I love that movie. Why? I don't know. I'm gonna do it someday. Though. Oh God. It's on hey, my boy, list. It. It's on you my list. I actually. Out. That's like like. Hey, what's that? I was actually writing a movie on my list today, and John goes, "That's the weirdest looking list." Is that your list? Yeah, because I just randomly, I just randomly jo- jot things down. <laughs> I saw Battleship on her. I couldn't get to it in time. It doesn't qualify. She keeps trying to do it. It doesn't qualify. I don't know. I've never yes, seen it. Yes, it does. Because Well, it doesn't qualify because it's not actually a movie. It's just a loose. <laughs> it's a game by Parker Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it's just a loose I, I feel like somebody lost a bet and was like, all right, but, now, fucker, you got to make a movie about Battleship. But, like, those are the only Can three people. Can I do people. Connect Four instead? <laughs> Back to this movie, um, Hancock. There's really only three people that are in this movie. So the other actors, the guy, the kid that plays Aaron, Jay Head, has only done like four things. You never even heard of him. Then um, you can do Battleship. It's thirty three percent. Don't yeah, I know. Behavior. What's wrong? He's with you? kidding. Taylor Kitsch is in it. Alexander Skarsgård. Yes. Rihanna's in it. No, Taylor Kitsch and Alexander Skarsgård play brothers. Of course. Um, they look very similar. The only other character <laughs> worth mean, noting in this entire movie is the character of Red. It's the bad guy who gets his hand chopped off. Uh, he's played by Eddie Marge, Marzan, who uh, is a welcome back to the podcast from The Gentleman. He was also in Sherlock Deadpool Holmes. 2. Deadpool 2 and Ray Donovan. Yeah, but Ray Donovan sucks. Whoa. Ray Do- wow. Ray Donovan was a great uh, TV show. Sucks. It was about a bad sucks. guy. A bad guy in a bad sucks. place. Really sucks. I've never seen it. It's not worth it. Ray Donovan is a bad guy. Who's the hero of the show? He's not a hero. But he's in Hollywood, so he's surrounded by worse people. John watches all these TV shows about people that he wouldn't piss on if they were on fire in real life. And he's like, oh, I love this show. I'm like, you hate people like that. I hate people. It's so weird. I don't understand it. Like people who like horror movies and want to be scared. I don't understand that. Not people like Tony who are not scared by horror movies. But some people get really scared and they like that it's, feeling, so they watch horror movies. I don't you understand. You experience... But you get to experience that emotion in safety. Normally mm-hmm. when you get nope. fear, it's not because it's nope. a good thing. <laughs> but I don't want to feel like that ever. Why would you want to be Trust terrified? Trust me, as the person has to sit in a room with her where she watches these things, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> no, I get it. But I'm just saying <laughs> that would pe- you want people it? want to feel all kinds of things. All right. Speaking of people who feel all kinds of things. <laughs> so That's a good transition. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> Kevin J. Loria says, if you're an even mildly a comic book fan, I'd recommend it. 
There are lots of stories about what if Superman wasn't raised by perfect step-parents and turned out to be a bit of a jerk, most recently the boys. Looking back on this after 10 years, I think it is underrated. This may be a typical action comedy sci-fi Will Smith fair, but charming in many ways. Jason Bateman is really the heart of the film. His sincerity is a PR guy who wants to change the world, and Hancock's image is pretty lovely. His coaching sessions are terrific. The story arc is a bit predictable but fun, and Charlize Theron is less entertaining but as bankable as ever. Um, If you are even mildly a comic book fan and who isn't these days, I'd recommend it. He wrote that in August of 2019. Now, I have two 1 out of 10 reviews. Would you like me to read (laughs) the one that is uh, politically motivated or the non-political review? I want to hear the politically motivated one. Okay. What politics are in this movie? This is really fun. All right, this was written in February 2009 by Jake179. When did this movie come out? Uh, 2009. Or 2008. So he wrote this. It came out in January or July. I was like, he wrote it before the movie came out? July of 08, and he wrote this in February of 09. Okay. I boycotted this movie when it first came out, despite the fact that I like superhero movies. I've always had this funny feeling about this movie, thinking it looked weak and stupid and had this suspicious feeling about it. So recently I finally decided to rent it, and to my surprise, my suspicions were all confirmed. This movie was nothing but a thinly veiled Barack Obama campaign advertisement. What? (laughs) What? Has that, who has that strong of opinions about okay. movies they don't know anything about? This is about Hancock, and he puts it in quotes, named after one of our founding fathers, John Hancock, a magic <laughs> black man who will change everything. The idea of change comes up over and over again in the movie. If only people can learn to accept him and like him, the whole world will change. Hancock's He's friend an asshole. Is- Hancock's friend in the movie is a character, Ray, who is an image consultant. His day job before he meets Hancock is going around to the evil corporations run by white men, trying to convince them to do what they do, produce what they produce, but give it all away to the world for free. And he goes on and on and on. There's five paragraphs of that review. Oh my God. That dude has feels about this. Wow. I thought it was hilarious. It was like, whoa. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get that from this movie. I didn't either. either. <laughs> it never once occurred to me that this movie had anything to do with Barack Obama. No. <laughs> or the evil white man, or I guess you could say he's a magical black person. I mean, but, I mean he's a superhero. They're I all mean, magic. It just was really funny to me. And he just happens to be black. Like, there's nothing defining about him that makes him black. doesn't matter what his race is. Yeah. This could be anybody. I know. In fact... When they talk about the when he lost his memory, they don't. I kept a, I misremembered, and I thought Charlize Theron said something about them attacking them because they were a mixed I interracial so couple, I and they so didn't. Too. They didn't. I remembered. I thought I remembered that too because I was like, oh yeah, that's why they hit him because which were a it might have been, but they, but they don't anything. say that. They don't bring it up at all. It yeah. never comes up, which is interesting that this was the then guy's like, hot take. Then I thought she did it. I was like, maybe she did it. I was, I was trying to remember what happened. See, and then maybe but, you liked the movie a little bit more. Because they well, didn't mention it. What was the yeah. problem? Well, I just thought that I was... appreciate those things. What do you think going in, John? Oh, I thought, hey, here's a superhero movie that came out the same year as Iron Man. Damn. What do you think going in, Tony? I was like, uh, I've seen this a long time ago, and I remember being, being okay. Let's, uh, let's see how it holds up. And Carly. Never saw it. <laughs> Not I surprised. Do you remember hearing about it in 2008? Wow. I was fairly certain Didn't when she picked it? this, you had not seen it. <laughs> All right. I mean, have you seen Iron Man? 
Yes, but I didn't see it until years after it came out. I saw Iron Man 2 before I saw Iron Man 1. Hmm. Hey, better my, movie. My bird. I agree. It was the first one I saw. You think <laughs> that's a better movie? Yeah. Hondo P. I enjoy it more. Two over one? Yeah. Hondo P. No. Oh, man. That's Hondo tough, P. man. It's tough. It ain't an easy answer. No. But you have to remember, by the time I saw the first Iron Man, I had seen other... Like, I may have seen the event, the first Avengers movie before I saw the first Iron Man movie. So, by the time I went back to watch it, I was like, this isn't as good as these other ones. Well, I watched the third one again recently because it's Christmas season. And, yeah, still good. I people think, don't like it, but... Is it better than one and two? No. I think people think so that, that, movie, one, two, that Iron Man is better than it actually is because it sparked this whole resurgence of the Marvel movies. Which is fantastic, but it doesn't make that movie better. And I think that people... It's one of those nostalgia things, I think. They they view nostalgia. it through Marvel-colored glasses. Well, <laughs> they want to go back and watch movies. It's fine. Marvel it's very entertaining, and good. it deserved to spark this yeah. love of this character, but I don't think it's... Like, how bad is Marvel right now? Chris Hemsworth wants it's out. Not, it's at the, my bottom. That's not what he wants. <laughs> he didn't say he wanted out. He said he wants to continue the character, but he would like to take it in a different direction. That he enjoys taking the character in different directions, and he doesn't want to follow TTYTs. Brothers to direct, which is yes. code for Love and Thunder sucked. Yeah, he didn't like his vision. He wants to change the character. That's but he didn't say he wants out. He wants to do the character from the Avengers movies because he wants the Russo brothers to do it, which was a badass character. I'm just saying. Them to be free. Watch that but that's not. But he didn't say he wants out. That's how internet rumors get started. People misrepresenting what people say. I was summarizing. That's like John was talking about how Gal Gadot is going to play Cleopatra in a movie, and he was like, "I hope they make it historically true." And I'm like, "But you don't know what happened." I hope they don't. <laughs> no, I said I hope that's they don't update it for a modern audience. Oh yes, yeah. he says, I, and I'm like, "How do you know that that's not what really happened?" Be- and he's like, "Well, you know, it's historical fact." I'm like, "But you don't have any idea. The only facts are she was the queen of Egypt, or she was the queen of Egypt. The queen of Egypt. She married Julius Caesar, and she killed herself, and probably had an affair with Mark Anthony. That's really no, all she we 100% know. She 100% had an affair with Mark Anthony. They had children together. Well, we don't know that that was necessarily an affair. Though they got married. He divorced his wife and married her. But. That's historical fact. Do you have the documents that support that? Or I'm, just people telling you stories? I, I don't have them. <laughs> Nobody has them because it was so long ago. Uh, no, they wrote it down in Alexandria. In the library that burned? No. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know. <gasps> oh, man. The library that burned. <laughs> yeah, is that where they kept those records? Jesus. Yeah, that's why they burned them. Get your feet off of me. You're not allowed to touch me. <laughs> that's me. I'm just saying, me, you don't... <laughs> people can't even tell true me. stories about things that happened 50 years ago, let alone... I know. I always give the... the 3,000 exa- no, or however long No, I give the example where they talk about this historical fact, like um, Elvis's favorite sandwich. Right. Elvis died in 1977, and there's like five books out about what Elvis' favorite sandwich was, and they're all different. He died in 1977. I know. This was like 72 <clears throat> AD. Oh, no, BC. <laughs> I get it. I'm just saying. Or 42. Somewhere around there. A long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, more, more, more than this many. straight in my more, head. This happened before Jesus was born. Let's go with that. <laughs> before Common Era. Era. No, Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. They don't actually use that anymore, though. Why? 
Because people felt it, they didn't want to count time because of some fictitious religious event. How do you know it's fictitious? Were you there? Well, they're pretty sure he wasn't born in December. Yeah, no, they think he was born in the summertime. Yeah. Do you know why they picked December to celebrate Yes, because they took over a pagan festival. Because that's how you get religions going. I know all that. I live with you. The Romans. And I don't care. But. Hancock. I'm just saying. Speaking of deities. People misremember things all the time. That's true. I misremember what I ate for dinner last night. (laughs) I wasn't home. I know you weren't. I couldn't remember though. Um, <laughs> I had soup because I didn't feel good. So this soup. movie, Hancock. I hope you enjoyed those I tangents, Ken, about weirdness. Uh, we open on a car chase. Look up the Ptolemaic dynasty. I was like, right. damn, this movie starts with a bang. Yeah, it does. Starts with a car chase, and then we flash to drunk Hancock asleep on a bench. We go back to the car chase, and it's and it appears to be some. Uh, hoodlums, maybe? They're Vietnamese. I, I don't know. All I know is they're not Chinese because they say they're, In the notes it Chinese. says they're Vietnamese because they have a Vietnamese flag and they're speaking Vietnamese. Well, I don't know what the Vietnamese flag looks like, just nor do one. I know what Vietnamese sounds like. So to me, they're just a bunch of hoodlums. They're, um, we don't know what crime they committed, but there's a car chase and they have machine guns yeah. that they are, they are firing into traffic. And I said to Tony at one point, because they're like hitting cars and the police are all chasing. I'm like, here's the thing. If I am on a road and there, I can see or hear that there's poli- a lot mm-hmm. of police coming, then I'm getting off. Just get <laughs> I'm not going to be one of these cars get, that gets hit by the fleeing vehicle because I'm going to see all those lights <laughs> and I'm nope. leaving. <laughs> I secretly Folks, kind of think... Be that, like Carly. Get out of the way. <laughs> here's the other thing. I secretly kind of think in a real life situation, if the police were following these criminals and they started open firing on civilians with automatic weapons, the police would drop back. <laughs> I feel like they would not maintain an unsafe speed through civilians There's and no a hail out. of bullets. I feel like this would No, not what they would do is they would wake up the superhero and say, go save us. Yeah, but like, it's not on the news all the time. Like, car chases used to be on the news a lot in the 90s, but not now. Because it's not safe. Because it happens all the time. <laughs> because it doesn't happen. <laughs> it does. But anyway, not there, like later this. there's a not, situation. No, this never happens. Later there's a situation where there's shots being fired in and out of a bank, and there's all these people like standing watching. around looking. And I'm like, nope, I'm gone from that too. I'm not gonna I'm get not, hit by yeah, a stray I'm not, bullet. I'm fucking leaving. I'm not gonna be a lucky loo in a in a bullet fly situation. I also don't get when people are standing around crime scenes. Why are you standing there? <laughs> but then we get this kid. We flash back to Hancock, and this kid who um, comes over and like pokes him. Like you're poking a bear with a stick. And he's like, hey, get up. Get up. And he points at a TV in display in a window. And it's the news. And he's like, you want a cookie? Chase. He says, you want a cookie? No, Hancock says you want a cookie. Fuck out of my face. And so then... Uh, I was like, oh, is that the kind of movie I'm in? And the kid calls him an asshole. Which pisses him off. Because he does not like to be called an asshole. It's a reoccurring thing. And then he flies into the air. And when he... Oh my god. He yawns. And then when, when he yawns. 
when he takes off, like, it causes the whole bench to explode, which is really weird. Look what you did. Now Tony's yawning. It's contagious. <laughs> and uh, we get some great ludicrous and Whoa, some terrible CGI. Way. So we get a new TV, right? Mm-hmm. This is great picture. It makes everything look like shit. <laughs> I don't know why you got they a made 4K TVs. TV, one of those ultra 4K TVs, and now everything looks like it's recorded on an iPhone. I don't know because why. You don't have a 4K player? Or? No, no, the movie because just, it doesn't these, look as good. they're not supposed oh. to be shown. Oh, I see what you're saying. The picture's too good. It yeah, takes yeah. away the movie match. It looks so yeah. terrible. Like, I don't know why they created TVs this clear. Yeah. You don't need this in your movie. So you can buy 4K. It looked. It, like, I would wow, never it really have noticed. It takes away the magic. Yeah. I never would have noticed how fake his flying looked until I saw this. Like, please, I do not want to. You know I don't want to watch Avengers on this. Is Rocky because that was made on like a, on a hand real camera. You can't update that. But I don't want to watch Avengers on this with all that CGI and then watch it on a TV this clear or any movie with Chris yeah. Pine his blush situation. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what Edward Scissorhands face looked like on this TV? <laughs> No, I do not. Lavender, when you put all that lavender. Uh, well, it was lavender on our TV, too. But, but it's just, <laughs> it makes all the terrible CGI so much more noticeable. I believe it. Mm-hmm. It's real. I'm going to watch Spawn. Oh, God. Why? Because I like that movie. I do like John Leguizamo. I don't like John Leguizamo as a person, but I like this movie. What do you mean you don't like him as a person? I don't like him as a person. Why not? What do you do? Because uh, he's annoying. coming out and being saying some really stupid things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. You mean so he's like every other person on the planet? Pretty much. That it's sucks. like, stop talking. Just be an actor. We liked you as Tybalt. All right, maybe not as Tybalt, but <laughs> I didn't dislike him as Tybalt. I disliked that whole movie, but he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I have more of a problem with Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, Romeo than I did with his Tybalt. Yeah, that was definitely not Leonardo DiCaprio's best work. No, because it was <laughs> trash. I mean, he was coming off what, what Gilbert Grape, I think. I don't know. Uh, Titanic, I think. No, Titanic was 97. Uh, Roman Juliet was like 95, 96. Why do you have this memorized? I don't know. Are you a secret Claire Danes fan? No. Remembers. I just remember. I like Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm, a, I'm not afraid to say I'm a DiCaprio fan. He's okay. Fan. I don't think he's all he's cracked up. I don't think he's as fantastic as everybody else. I'm going to watch one of my favorite holiday movies, Catch Me If You Can, because there's always a lot of Christmas. Okay. I think he picked some good movies, like... Yeah. He chose his movies well there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to a podcast a couple weeks ago, and Matthew McConaughey was supposed to be him in Titanic. Interesting. That would and, good. and he doesn't know why he's not. Because <laughs> he got the part. Mm-hmm. And Cameron was like, you're in Titanic. You and uh, what's her name? And he's like, okay. And then... Never heard anything back. And then, he's waiting for them to call. He's like, what happened? Date. He goes, well, a year later, fucking Titanic came out and I wasn't in it. Ah, and I was like, wow, that's interesting. crazy. Anyways, Gilbert never got the contract was 93. Something. The Basketball Diaries was 95. That's a creepy ass Quick and the Dead, then Total Eclipse, then wow. Romeo and Juliet. How did he even get Romeo and Juliet? Because the Quick and the Dead is trash. That is a bad movie. Anyways. Basketball Diaries is fucking creepy. Yeah, don't watch. That is not a pleasant movie. Never seen it. I don't want to talk about that again. All right, so then Hancock arrives. He comes. I love the man in the iron mask. I forgot about that one. I actually like that one. Um, I I saw that that one too. (laughs) Saw that on VHS. Um, With (laughs) D'Artagnan. So he flies, and I guess he's still drunk. 
So, because yes. he's weaving in and out and he's hitting cars and causing just as much damage, as, if not more, signs. of this stupid accident. Yeah, so he causes and, a bunch of damage. Yeah. Like, he kills a bunch mm-hmm. of cops. Like, yeah. those guys inc- landing on those, on those cars doing 60 miles an hour. And civilians. Yeah, they're dead, but, too. So he kind of, he gets to the car, and he kind of, like, rips the back off, and then jumps in the and car. And then sits down, <laughs> holding and, his bottle of, what is it, Seagram's or something? No, I don't know. And Wild he tells turkey. them that he's like, I don't care what you did or nothing, but you're just, you're going to pull this o- car over. You need to pull over. And they're like, they speak to him in what apparently is Vietnamese, mm-hmm. and um, he's like, I don't speak that language, but... You know, you need to pull over. And they call him an asshole, and he's like, don't call me that. And they call him an asshole again. And, he's, and then they shoot at him. And they shoot his glasses. And they, sh- they break his glasses and his bottle of booze. Yeah. And, like, he points to his bottle of booze, and, like, she said, like, you shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. And they tell him to get out. So he Fred Flintstones the car, <laughs> puts his feet through the floor, and Into causes the, the car to stop. And a huge amount of damage. Mm-hmm. This is yes. one hell of a pothole. Why did he yabba dabba do that? <laughs> because he's a douche canoe. And then that's a good joke, though, Thank by you. the way. Tony really <laughs> liked it. Look at how happy he looks. <laughs> he's smiling so I'm hard. fighting it so hard. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to laugh at that. I, I really don't, don't want to laugh at that. I don't want to like that joke, but it was good. So when you listen to this later on, it's gonna, I'll laugh. you have to fight again. I'll like, damn it! Car. I'll be in the car and I'll go, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll hate myself a little bit. <laughs> uh, let me know. Okay. And then he gets out of the car and he takes the car and he flies it into the air. And they, they're telling him to put the car down and he's like, oh, now you speak English. No, no, no. He says, now you speak it in English. He's very culturally insensitive. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a douche canoe. And, um... Also, he's old. He's an old guy. They... Well, that's true. And they're like, put us down, put us down. So he finally puts the he car down. He says, I do down real good. <laughs> he puts the car down, and he, like, skewers it on some kind of spire. It's the, um... Is it the RCA building or the Capitol uh, building? I don't know. It's a record company. That's okay. supposed to be a needle for um, a record player. It's actually there in California. Mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra recorded there. And then the next thing we see is Hancock at a bar, getting drunk again. And we see the news, and a reporter is reporting that he caused $9 million worth of damage. Which is a record. <laughs> and a bunch of people they interview talk about how terrible he is, how they, he should be sued, he should be held responsible for all this damage. And one of the patrons at the bar, this woman is giving him kind of the stink eye. And he's like, I will fuck you up. Don't look, even look at me. He says, okay. bitch, don't even. But this is our introduction to Hancock, mm-hmm. the douche canoe. Unlikable protagonist. Yes. Because the whole beginning, it's like, yeah, he does stop those guys. But, yeah, we're watching it going, which, he, why did he do that? Why did he do that? <laughs> he could have just flown in, picked up the car. <laughs> But this is the best portrayal of what a superhero would li- be like. Mm-hmm. It's like you're because, under arrest. Yeah, about that. <laughs> but all the like the Avengers movies and stuff like that, they're doing all this stuff and they're causing all this damage, yeah. and no one ever talks about it. Yeah. No, they do. They talk about the Avengers yeah, causing once. damage once. 
That's why we when have they want to ground Wanda. You all have damage Batman control. Versus Superman. Draw this on fast coming by this building. But <laughs> it does come up. It's just not. It's not very often, and not a through line, which it would be because yeah. nobody can afford that was to why keep there's fixing. A Sokovia or guess what, Superman, come and rebuild Never comes all these up. buildings you tore down. <laughs> and Someone's not paying attention. Well, they cancel it in Shield. Yeah, that was something. Yeah. It's like they wait what? Mm-hmm. They what now? They canceled the Sokovia Accords in a throwaway line in She-Hulk. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I mean, it might be also that all the Avengers are gone. So, do you really need it anymore? I mean, well, if you have superheroes, the, the big ones are still around. Yeah, but but if you have superheroes, don't you need them? It's going to be really hard to do anything to Thor as live on your planet. Ones? Yeah, I'm sure there are still Avengers. <laughs> yes, there's new Avengers. There's a new Captain America. His name is U.S. Agent John Walker. Let's let's not. <laughs> All right. So the next we meet. I have a friend of mine. I'm gonna call. Oh, him. I'll Skype oh in real boy. quick. <laughs> oh my god. I had to have that. I had to have that argument with Ken via Audrey via text message one day, and I didn't need that in my life. Elaine said, "Can you just to talk to world. Ken directly?" <laughs> and she just talk Vic and Ken talk directly. All right. So now then we meet Ray, who is described as the Bono of PR. He's like actually, I think Bono is the Bono of PR. Uh, he is... I don't like YouTube. Like, I used to like them, and then they put their music on your my iPhone without asking, and ever since then, I hate them. I don't... There's a really is stupid that, reason not to like somebody. Is that real? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah Because that. the iPads in my classroom have YouTube on them, and I always wondered, they, who put this on there? They had an album <laughs> and that just, auto-downloaded to every single iTunes account. Interesting. And it was like, and, what the fuck? I don't want this. Which, it's cool that they gave their album to everyone for free, but it auto downloaded and you can't get rid of it. I did. Because it's try really once, difficult. I it was just because I don't know like, how to use iDevices. Once you, once <laughs> yeah, you, you can delete it. You can delete it off now. your phone, but once you purchase music, it's always on your account. You can always re download it onto a new device or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every time you get a new phone and you try to auto download all your music, guess what downloads? <laughs> you fucking too. And you have to go back through and re delete it. No, there's, you can delete it now. Like, it's not in my account at all. Like, they made a feature to do that because everybody complained. Like, I don't which, want this. I which, didn't ask for this. If it was a really good album, maybe. But it's just not that great. I've heard Song of, of in- Innocence, I think, because is what it's, it's called. Because it's on the iPads in my classroom. Yeah. And you every once in a while, you get a student who keeps going into the music. It's the only thing there. It's like, um, YouTube was big in the 80s and 90s, and it's it, like 30 years after it that. It makes me think of Nickelback. Like, it all cut this Nickelback. album... Well, this is why I said it. Because every song on this album, because I have listened to it, was on on my fucking phone. Um, They all kind of sound the same. They all have this kind of generic U2 sound. Like, hey, yeah, I can tell that that's Bono. But they're not interesting musically at all. Kind of like Nickelback. (laughs) Look at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. All right. Wow. (laughs) So, Ray is giving a pitch to That's a corporate pharmaceutical board. <laughs> mm-hmm. he want, he's talking to them about how their company can get more positive PR. Um, he has this special symbol, the all-heart symbol. Lame. And he wants, it's going to be, you know, they're already giving to charity, and this is going to be a way that will show that their company is going above and beyond, and it'll give them all this positive PR. But to get this special all-heart symbol... What they're going to do is going to take their newest, most popular drug, and they're going to give it away for free. And they're like, no. No? That's that's not what we do. That's dumb. Well, because if you want drugs to come out after that, you have to have these things called profits. 
Actually. Actually, you do. If you're a real big pharmaceutical company, you probably could give one of your drugs away for free. Mm -hmm. If you just picked one at random, just gave that one away from for free, it would probably make people look at your company and your drugs very fondly and would probably increase your business. And specifically, if you gave one of those drugs away for free that only costs like three cents to make mm -hmm. per dose. Mm -hmm. Also, your um, the stockholders who, who own the company will probably have something to say about that. I know, but it's probably not... If, if they don't... I think it would. They can't it probably overall, would be a good PR move, though, is what she's saying. Yes, and if, <laughs> and <laughs> if they did it... If they it, made insulin free for the next year, theoretically, I bet it would increase like their drug profits. Would look a lot better because people have talked about the high price of insulin. <laughs> well, the thing is, it doesn't matter and about it's not the high expensive to make. <laughs> They'll no, still buy it though. No, the worst they need is, it to live. Saline, the, the price of saline <laughs> is like a dollar. It costs a dollar to make, and they charge like five hundred bucks. But imagine what a PR boost <laughs> it would be like, if one wait, company. What? <laughs> Gave insulin away for free for a year. It would be a big PR boost. <laughs> and it would make people look at their drugs more favorably. Oh, but they don't care. No. Well, they don't they do because... care about profits, but they don't care about... But they don't care about image because they're drug companies. Right. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't like, make dollars, it doesn't make sense. If you need it, you're coming to us. You ever heard, mm -hmm. of a, any, ever heard of a drug company? Everybody's like, dude. Pfizer. Yeah. Everybody knows Pfizer now. Why is that? Because yeah. we're all given a free drug. Free. Mm -hmm. Well. Brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah. The problem, well, the reason why drug companies don't care about PR is because they sneak little things into all the bills that we have in Congress through yeah. their lobbyists that say exactly. that the government can't negotiate with them over drug prices and shit like this to make themselves immune. Bought and paid for. I know, but it's just it's one of those things. So, so this goes over like a fart in church. <laughs> so they're not interested in the race proposal. And it makes you wonder, is he really the bottom of PR? No. Yeah, they don't actually play him out to be that. Yeah. No, because like, he's like, we have one sports team. Oh, yeah, what, what franchise? Well, it's soccer. MLS? No, it's my kid's, my soccer, kid's team. soccer team. And he lost all credibility right there. Well, on the way home from work. So he sucks at his job. It sounds like it. On the way home, Ray is driving and he gets stuck on the train tracks. And the a train is coming, and the barriers come down like there's a traffic jam. So the traffic isn't moving. He's on the tracks. The barriers come down. There's a train coming, and he's stuck in his fucking car. He's trying to and move up. He's trying to move back, and they won't let him. And Apparently, this is really a thing that happens a lot. Because I, I, I remember two years ago, every podcast I listened to was talking about this as, in a, as a commercial. Like, be careful, because people do this shit. If you get to a, a train, train tracks, and you can't clear it, don't drive on it. Yeah. Because if you get stuck there, the train's coming, and when they see you, they can't stop the train in time. Yeah, nothing they can do nope. about it. But, and he can't get out of his car, because apparently... It's a movie. His car doors don't <laughs> work. the handle apparently breaks off on the inside, so he opens it from the outside. Before he gets out, he forgot to take off the seatbelt, because he forgot, and that keeps him stuck in the car. And by then, so he hears he's a, going to die of Hancock. But Hancock comes and saves him. Hancock flips his car up and then throws the car on top of another and car. side checks the but fucking train. But he doesn't stop there. He and he just stands the there train. and it stops the so train. So he kills everybody on the train. <laughs> I think I don't think I don't there think were people on train. train. I think it was a cargo train. But Well, he still killed everybody on the train because he didn't there's still necessarily, people on the train. He didn't necessarily kill everybody on the train. That conductor's dead. Perhaps, when you're driving probably. in something and the front of it crushes in 
has to go somewhere. And if you're in that front part, it goes through you. It doesn't it's gently not, push you back. We don't, we don't know that he kills anybody on the train. 100%. But he, def- he definitely he derails the, the train. He derails the train, much which was problem. quite long. <laughs> so it definitely seems like there are many injured and some casualties. Now, and I said, why didn't he just pick the car up and let the train go? Because he does it because he's saying cop. Because <laughs> he's probably drunk and he don't care. And the, a crowd forms and they start to tell him that he's a drunk fuck up and an asshole. Says you smell like alcohol. Because I've been drinking, bitch. Which is why he makes these poor decisions. Because he's fucking drunk. That, and that's the thing. That's what a drunk superhero would do. A drunk superhero is not going to make good decisions. He's not just going to lift it. And they're like, why didn't you just lift the car straight up? Demon in a bottle. And they're like, you could have killed that woman when you threw though. that car on it. And then they're like, she should sue you. And here's my thing. This is a drunk superhero that sleeps, that's like homeless and sleeps on a bench all the time. Like, sue him for what? (laughs) His large collection of Eagles hats? (laughs) Which all his clothes have Eagles on because he's a big Eagles fan, apparently, according to the trivia. Mm. He's from North Philadelphia, born and raised. On the playgrounds where he spent most of his days. It's kind of funny. (laughs) But so Ray interrupts the mom and he's like, hey. Uh, this man saved my life, and he says thank you to Hancock, and he's, he says, yeah, he didn't, you know, he saved my life today. I would have been dead if he hadn't been there, and you guys should back off. He says, yeah, he probably could have just picked up the car, but whatever, I get to call home to my family. And then he asks... Um, You're not flying by sunset, are you? Yeah, he asks <laughs> Hancock, Hancock if he's flying his way, and Hancock uh, flies his car home and drops it in the street outside of his house. And then Ray's like, well, you could have put it in the driveway, but, you know, this is close enough. And then Hancock drags the car into the driveway. While this is happening, Mary, uh, Ray's wife, comes out. And her and Hancock make some serious, intense eye contact. (laughs) They have what's called a shared moment. Yeah, they do. And then Ray invites Hancock in for dinner. And Mary looks very distressed. She doesn't by this. want him in there, and he's like, "Oh, you like spaghetti meatballs?" And he's like, "Actually, I do." <laughs> it's spaghetti night. No, it's meatball night because these meatballs are giant. Yeah. <laughs> spaghetti man. Might be a little bit of, of your dreams. There might be a little bit of spaghetti in there, but these meatballs are like three hamburgers. <laughs> Tony likes meatballs. He actually, if I order food at an Italian restaurant that comes with meatballs, and I say no meatballs, he's like, you should have gotten the meatballs. I want your meatballs. <laughs> I'll take those. When John's dad was here, he made meatballs, and they were delicious. John has made meatballs since. They're good, but they're not as good as his dad's, oh. which is... Sounds like a challenge. I mean, do I'm, you, av- do I'm available you, for taste. Do you want to help me? <laughs> I mean, if you want to help me taste test these balls. <sighs> Let me check my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could put them on pizza. <laughs> or you could just make them. Tony's <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, pizza's fine, but we don't need yeah. pizza for meatballs. <laughs> Any excuse I have to make pizza is my favorite food. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... They go inside and they sit down for Spaghetti Madness dinner. Uh, Mary keeps giving Hancock side-eye, like hard side-eye this whole time. Well, she doesn't like him. They talk about their son Aaron having bully problems at school. With, with Michelle. Uh, this kid Michelle, who is a boy, who's going, his parents Strange. are going through a bad divorce, is bullying Aaron at a school. Soul. Hancock, 
Hancock gives him some terrible advice about how to him. deal with what bullies. What you do is you kick him right in his piss pump. Kick him in a piss pump so he's just a flap that will cover his balls. No, it's the, uh, it's the flap covered dust will get inside of his crack. This <laughs> is... Like she's wait, like no uh, what we don't do that. <laughs> she's very upset by this and yells at him pretty much that this is not what we're telling our kid. Uh-oh. Everything has to stop. Elaine got a text message. Magical. Uh, well, magic. Yeah, I changed my text tone. <laughs> hey, why don't we? I am not going to look at your. Text I'm turning messages. my phone on silent, but it's. Terrible because this news. is the first time Lynch had a podcast. Oh. Apparently one... Never mind. It's bad. It's bad news. I'll just put it over here. Move. Um... <clears throat> so, um... After dinner, Ray uh, walks Hancock out and offers to give him some help with his image. He's like, you saved my life, and I'd like to repay you by helping you with your image because I'm sure you're a great dude and you just... You need some help. And he takes his card and tucks it up under Hancock's sleeve because Hancock kind of has his arms folded. <laughs> and uh, then he says goodbye. And Hancock takes off. That night, Ray and Mary are in bed and they talk about Hancock. And Ray is like, I think he's a good dude and I, he just needs some help. And Mary is like, this is a terrible idea and this is going to be a waste of your time because he is a terrible person. Look at all the terrible things he's done. She has a point. <laughs> but is this when he's outside and yes. he can hear them? He's actually sitting on their roof listening. <laughs> he's doing a Batman. Yeah. Which, you know what? You would do if you were a superhero. So we know he does know how to land without causing the road to need refill. Yeah. I think it's just he doesn't <laughs> well, give a fuck about the he might be sober. <laughs> I don't know. He took that whiskey bottle into the bathroom with him at their house. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Batman wants to give Hancock a list of reasons that he's better. Just said on Batman. Okay. So the next morning, Hancock is at his trailer, all hungover and looking at Ray's card. So Hancock apparently lives in a trailer. Looks a lot like, um, oh man, uh, Riggs' place from Lethal Weapon. Nice. Only not on the beach. Does, does Hancock like GoBots? No one likes GoBots. Garden's eggshell. Um, so the Gardens of the Galaxy Christmas special mentioned GoBots. But he's walking he's around his house. Of GoBots in it. And he... He's like, oh, Drax is beating up a GoBot. Yeah. Because Ben texted me when he watched it. He goes, does this make GoBots officially MCU now? I said, apparently. Yes. And um, so he's the he's in his trailer. He's looking hungover. He's looking sad. He takes out this mince tin that looks very, very old, opens it up, and looks inside. And there's a couple of bucks and some tickets to Frankenstein, the movie. Boris Karloff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then he goes to Ray's house. Uh, he lands and causes a giant hole in the street. And then he runs into some kids, one who is French. Michel. Michel, who calls him an asshole. You asshole. Like how he gets all the way close to his face. He's like, gets eye to eyes, he's calling me an asshole one more time. He tells Michelle that he should be nicer to Aaron because he's a cool dude. And Michelle's like, you're an asshole. He calls him that over and over. Again, like John says, he gets really close and he's like, call me that again. And then Michelle goes, is cool. That's the worst Michelle 
um, impression ever. And so uh, Hancock takes him and throws him straight up in the air as hard as he can. And he does. And the other two kids, well, not yet. The other two kids with him freak out. And then Ray comes out. It's like, oh, hey. And Hancock is like, hi, Ray. He's like, hey, I'll meet you inside. And Ray starts talking to him. And then all of a sudden, Michelle comes and Hancock catches him. Which would have cut him in half. Yeah. Now that's when he dies. Well, either of them. You can't accelerate that fast. His I skin mean, would have probably came off your, his bones. Your heart will dislocate. That's what kills a lot of uh, indie drivers. They hit the wall and they're like, well, they, why they die? Well, your fucking ventricle will pop off and you just bleed to death. Because you can't accelerate and stop or, or speed up like that. Mm-hmm. Can't decelerate that fast? No. Mm-hmm. Just like when you fall off a building, it's brain. not the fall that kills you. It's a sudden stop. But it's a movie, so yeah. if yeah. So he fell off him. a building and Hancock taught, caught him at the ground, he would have lived. Yeah, it's, and it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's like um, a Superman. Every time Superman catches someone, yeah, he'd have cut him in half. Yeah. And then Hancock tells him to stop crying, punk ass. And Ray is like, not cool, Hancock. Not cool. <laughs> I don't know. This would be my favorite scene. So they go in the house, and Ray pulls up YouTube, and they go over some of his past antics. Mm. There was an incident where Hancock jumps in front of a line of kids at an ice cream truck to get a nutty buddy. And partially his, naked. Partially naked, as his clothes are said, mostly burned off. He said, you haven't put out a house fire, Ray? No, my ass was on fire. <laughs> and Ray's comeback was like, children. those are children. And I think part of the, the big issue here was that his butt was hanging out of his pants around said children. Yeah, well, Not necessarily my ass that. was on fire. And, and then, then, this ain't the Wild Wild West. You can't be hanging brain. And then, <laughs> and then he shows him a clip of Walter the Whale, which Hancock came and threw back in the ocean. And hit a sailboat. And hit a sailboat. And he and, said, of all I remember things. that. And he goes, well, Greenpeace does. And so does Walter. And he's like, and this kind of just keeps going on like this. You know, he's so, not complaining to uh, Walter the Whale. And he says, I, Hancock, you know what your problem is? You're an asshole. And Hancock, Hancock gets mad because he hates being called an asshole. He is kind of an asshole. And he's mm-hmm. like, but I have a theory that you save people's lives and then they reject you. So you reject him back, right back. But really, you're a nice guy on the inside. So, um... Mary then comes home and shows them the news where a warrant has been issued for his arrest. Like, so there's a news story and that, what, what is her name? Nancy, Nancy Grace? Grace. Yeah. Is on there. And she's... she's favorite character. She kind of had yeah. a little bit of a... a so a little bit of celebrity as a prosecutor in the early 2000s. And kind of became a little famous. But she's pretty much the most annoying person on the planet. (laughs) And she's... I thought she had died, so I was kind of happy. But then I looked it up and she didn't. He was like, didn't she die? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't follow her. I mean... I do remember her being on TV. And she would ask you a question and not let you answer it. No problems. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's pretty... She seemed pretty terrible. Mm -hmm. But people seem to really like her. Or like to hate her. And Ray thinks that this is great. And he thinks that Hancock should turn himself in. He, he can go 
He can take responsibility for what he does because a warrant has been issued for his arrest and he ignores summons to court to talk about all the property damage he does. Not like suing Hancock will get you any big bucks, I don't think. Uh, I saw where he lived. He's only got three bucks and some old movie tickets. Um, But it will give people a chance to miss him. So Ray's like, you go, you turn yourself in. And what's the big deal? You just stay there for a couple of weeks, and if you don't like it, and it doesn't change anything, just, if I'm wrong, you just fly away. Then you yeah, just I mean, fly away. Which is also very realistic. Which is the same thing they yeah. did to the Flash when they arrested the Flash. I mean, he's like, look, if they don't let you out, just leave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. It, something's going to happen that they're going to need your help someday. Someday. So just have to hope it happens in the next year. Hancock has been doing a lot of introspective thinking, and he surrenders. He gives a public address. He takes. He says, I, I'm sorry for the damage that I've done. You deserve better. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be better. I'm going to, and during my incarceration, I'm going to go to um, AA. AA and anger management therapy. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't say that. Uh, Ray wrote that down. He looked at him. And like, he read it. He said, bitch. <laughs> so Hancock goes to jail. But he did read it. He understands that he does kind of need to do what Ray says. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he's giving it a shot. <laughs> For whatever reason. What does he have to lose? He's Nothing. been, he's had amnesia since what? Well, when we don't did, know yet. When did that Frankenstein movie came out? In the 30s? 40s, in the 30s. We, we don't know. I think it was the 40s. But um, but we don't know that he has any amnesia yeah. yet. But um, So Hancock goes to jail. He gets there. And as soon as he gets into general population, which why they would put him in with that, I don't know. Because they're not worried about him. Well, he guess he's hurting everybody else. He gets surrounded. They're responsible if the other prisoners get injured. They thought that other people would be smart enough not to fuck with him. (laughs) But the other prisoners surround him, and he's like, oh, I get it. I put most of you guys in here, which seems like most of the people he probably catches he kills, so I'm surprised there's so many. Um, And they're like, yep. And he's like, look, I don't want no problems. I'm just gonna you you guys just go your way, and uh, I'll go mine. And but these two got but they won't. And he's like, look, if you don't move out of my way, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna put that guy's head up that guy's ass. So you need to move. But they don't move. He says, you really want to ride this train? Choo choo, motherfucker. So he does it. <laughs> so he takes one dude's head and puts it up the other guy's butt. And, like, all the other prisoners are very upset. As that should you be upsetting be. to see. One of them looks like he's going to vomit. He's so distraught. Yeah. And then they do show you a picture. They do show you of a dude's head up another dude's butt. Poor dudes. Who do you feel worse for? He warned you. The dude. See, you had to think about it. At first, you're like the dude who gets his head put in somebody else's ass. Yeah, but then in the long the has, in, in the long run, I'd rather be the dude that had my head up his ass because mm-hmm. the other guy probably cannot shit ever again. He no. probably has a colostomy bag and yeah. The other guy's little face stuff. He's all right. Yeah, it sucks, but I if don't I had know. To pick, I think there's not a lot of guy. There's not a lot of space. <laughs> no, there's not a lot of space in there though. So depending on how fast they got him out, he's probably actually in reality dead. Mm-hmm. Because they're both probably because yeah. rectum dude can probably survive. <laughs> I mean, he might need to have some intense bowel surgery, but he's yeah. probably gonna sur- but he's gonna survive that. But the dude whose head went up there, there's no extra space. It's not meant to stretch well. By the time they were able to get to the hospital to do the surgery to remove that, that dude is suffocated and is dead. Yeah, then you have a dick guy hanging out of your ass. And you know how you died? Not heart attack. Not you didn't go quick. 
You suffocated in a dude's asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have to read that report. But later they're both alive, so maybe Hancock pulled them back apart. Because well, it's a movie. Before yeah. they went to the hospital. <laughs> but that pretty much figures out his hierarchy in, his name the, is in the yard, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Then we get Ray visiting Hancock in jail. Got and he's telling right. him... Hey, did you stick somebody's head in somebody else's ass? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's telling him that the DA wants to give him eight years, which is really not that long. It's like four and, and a half Hancock takes his finger and breaks a circle in class and is like, <coughs> I, I think I misheard you. Did you say eight years? And Ray is like, look, it's not that long. And Hancock then is like, fuck this, and starts to leave. He's just, he's like, he I'm out He rips the door off the hinges and starts walking <coughs> out. To walk away. And one dude pulls out like a nightstick and is like, <laughs> get back. And he's Ray like, is like, no. Back, I'm like, go ahead, man, here's the door. Let me get the door for you. And Ray is like, no, no, come on, two weeks. Come on, we're going to get, it's been like a day and a half. Come on, give us a chance. So Hancock decides to stay. So then we're going to, we get these flashes between sequences. So first it's Hancock sitting in group therapy. All these guys are talking about their drinking and their anger management and whatever. All these other prisoners. With ogre. And they ask Hancock if he wants to share. And he says he'll pass. Then we see Ray meeting with Hancock and discussing various aspects of behavior. So first he's going over his landing. Like you can't just land and leave a giant crater in the street. You need to be more gentle. And then we go back to group. And again, they're asking him if he wants to share. And he's like, no. And then we see Ray talking about opening doors and how, you know, you don't rip it off the hinges. You just open it gently. (laughs) And then um, Ray talks about how you need to tell the cops when you get there on the scene that they're doing a good job. And (laughs) Hancock's like, if they're doing a good job, then why the fuck am I here? And and, um, again, he's in group. They ask him to share. And he says, pass. So, and we also get a couple of scenes of him in the yard playing basketball, takes a from across the yard, interrupting these guys' games. They flip him off because he's playing on their hoop. Um, I guess prison's very territorial, but he's a superhero. So we, what are you going to do about it? We get a little <laughs> news clip. Hancock Jail Watch Day 5. And there's been a 32% increase in crime. That's a high increase over five days. Imagine that. Yeah. And then... Um, that wasn't for Barack Obama. was it was it because it shows if you don't let this guy in power we're gonna have a 32 percent increase in prime prime crime (laughs) in prime price of prime i bet there was about (laughs) (laughs) then you mean to tell me that if there's no one out there stopping crime crime increases Mm -hmm. wow then we see hancock get a different visitor it's not ray it's mary she's brought aaron to see hancock and pippin because he wanted to bring for you. Mm-hmm. he wanted it. to bring Hancock something, and it's some meatballs because it's spaghetti madness night. And uh, Aaron and made these ones Tony's special for Hancock. <coughs> Aaron really likes Hancock. And She's then, like, maybe I need to take this to the guards and let them look for keys and nail files. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> and Mary I can leave whenever the fuck I want. Then Mary <laughs> tells then Mary tells Hancock that Ray is a really good man. And asks uh, Hancock not to let whatever they're doing get Ray hurt. Because he's a good dude. So, then we see more of Hancock in group. And we start to see him being more and more introspective. He's listening more to the guys as they're talking. Even though he's not saying anything. And we see him doodling on the walls of his cell. 
There looks like a little stick man photo of him and Aaron, Mm -hmm. maybe. A a man with a smaller man, small child. And then we flash, for no reason at all, actually, to Mary and Ray in bed being super happy. Hancock can't see nor hear this, so I don't know why this is part of his (laughs) deeply, you know, life-changing thoughts. And then uh, Ray brings Hancock a gift. And Hancock says, uh, no. <laughs> and Ray's like, it's a uniform. Police, firemen, EMTs, they all have uniforms. It tells them that you're here to help. It makes you look professional. It's important. And Hancock says he would rather fight crime naked than wear that. this. And apparently he's already done that. It's on route. You can watch it on YouTube. We, uh, everybody knows. And Hancock tells him, hey, it's been a couple weeks, and nobody even misses me. (coughs) And uh, Ray's like, just give it some more time. Then we see Hancock again with the basketball. Over Only this time he throws it over the fence, and all the dudes are like, dude, that's our basketball. What the fuck? Snag the bee. And then he jumps the fence, and he goes to get the basketball. Well, the guards are like, uh, Uh, remember break? And they sound the alarm alarm because they think he's going to escape. And he looks at the prison, and he looks at the ball, and he just goes back. He's decided that this is where he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Then mean, Look at what his life was like before. <laughs> he got three hots and a cot, baby. Come on. And then, he's again, we see him at group, and they ask Hancock if he wants to share. And he's like, no. But then all the other guys in the group are like, come on, man, you'll feel better. It helps to get it out. Come on, just say something. You've been here all this time. Just, you know. And finally, he goes, all right. He goes, I'm Hancock, <coughs> and I'm drinking stuff. <laughs> and they all clap as if he is. That was a breakthrough. <laughs> it's the best share that's ever been shared in any kind of therapy. But they're all supportive and encouraging of him, and he's mm-hmm. taking this step. And then shortly after this, Hancock is woken up. Mm-hmm. And he does not wake up well. He's not a morning person, this mm-hmm. Hancock. And uh, he's got a phone call. And he's like, yeah, who fuck cares? And they're like, no, it's the chief of police. And, uh, aha, they need him. So he takes time to shave and put on his uniform. <laughs> because he's going to look super professional. To have active shooters inside of a bank. Yeah. And he's stopping to shave and change his clothes. How does Hancock shave... He uses his fingernails and scrapes the hair off of his face. They show it. I know, but, like, how does that, like, how does Hancock shave this hair? His fingernails, your fingernails are not sharp enough to cut hair. Well, they're all His fingernails. My, my fingernails couldn't cut a hole in that glass either, but his did. <laughs> his fingernails should not be sharp enough to cut hair, nor he should, should a razor. He should not be able to fly. <laughs> but it doesn't make You don't sense. have a problem with him flying earlier in the movie. But this bothers you. Yeah, it does. Okay. She, she doesn't understand how he can shave it a face. <laughs> but how? The lady's favorite scene. When he shave it a face. But it doesn't make any sense because if his fingernails were so sharp, then wouldn't they be long claws? Because he can't cut his fingernails, can he? And if his fingernails can be cut by a man-made nail clipper, then he sure, certainly couldn't be sharp enough to cut his hair. Maybe he bites his nails. And who who's cutting? Is that how he cuts the hair on his head? Yes. <laughs> it's a movie about a superhero. But, but it's a weird thing that they've done here to make his hair so indestructible. <coughs> he has to use his own fingernails to cut it. But then it makes nothing else make sense. 
This is making my brain hurt. Yeah, Apparently it makes it my brain hurt. Soleil's brain hurt. I never, I didn't give it any thought whatsoever. None. Well, I will like, I'm like, I can't believe he's taking the time to shave his face. There's some kind of active threat that was so important they had to call him. And then I'm like, what is he doing? And apparently they give him a full release if he helps. I guess. So well, he flies in. Someone cracking off rounds with that like, armful. I mean, but a room I full thought of he was going to go that. out and help them and have to go back. And then it would happen a couple of times. And then they yeah. would let him out. Like Suicide Squad? But no. <laughs> <laughs> it would be more. He does that later. Well, this is a pretty big. This, I mean, I don't know what they know of it at the moment. But it ends up being a pretty big deal. If this had gone so, sour, it would have been a really big Hancock deal. Hancock flies in. And all those kids. And, and he's flying way better than he has previously. And he manages to land sober. <laughs> he manages to land kind of gingerly, and the uh, police officer in charge of the scene looks at him in his suit, and he goes, "What? It's a little tight." <laughs> but I think the guy was looking at it more because he didn't cause a giant crater when he landed. Yeah, not because he's in a fancy suit. And uh, he gets a sit rep, and the the cop tells him, "Good job." <laughs> that the bank has been taken over that there's hostages in there and that one of the police officers is pinned down and they can't get to her we hear a reporter as and hancock's like okay and then he tells them all good job good job good job good job and then he goes and as he gets to the cop he goes to the bank and we hear a reporter talking about the cop that's pinned down and that she's a young mother and all this stuff to make us really care about her but we already like, we didn't need more information to care about this character. <laughs> he walks over. He's like, do I have my permission, your permission to touch your body? So he walks across. This is not sexual. Not that you're unattractive. You are a very attractive woman. <laughs> Get me out of here! <laughs> but he just walks across to this police officer. They're opening fire on him. None of the bullets are hurting him. And he takes her cop car and flips it. He picks he her up. It. And then he uses the cop car as a shield... As he walks over it. Now, why he didn't just fly straight up with her in his arm, I'll never know. Maybe because he causes a lot of damage when he does shit like that. <laughs> but he gets her to safety. He's trying to be more subtle. <laughs> and then... Probably looks better on TV. And then they tell... And cars. then the police officers tell Han- Hancock that he needs to go in and stop the bank. And this now. And he does. He's like, I... So we see inside the bank, and Hancock flies through a window and grabs one of the robbers and pulls him out another and window. The head bad guy's like, "What's going on? You know that there's a superhero in your city." Yeah, but everybody thinks he's in but jail. Everybody thought he was right. in jail. And all of a sudden, if you know the superhero that you thought was in jail and guys are vanishing, that should be the first thing your brain goes to is probably that superhero. Well, this after, was a bad idea. After Hancock kind of gets all the other bad guys out, he comes back in and. Uh, Red, this is our bad guy, has a detonator in his hand. And he's like, do you know what this is? Dead man switch. And Hancock says it looks like a detonator with a dead man switch. And then you look at all the hostages. And each hostage has eight pounds of C4 strapped to their chest. Which is excessive. (laughs) Like, they all don't need eight pounds. So Red tells Hancock that he's going to have... You you took all my guys. Where did you get that much C4? So now you're going to have to go and break into that vault and then get me and all this money out to safety. And Hancock's like, I don't really think I'm going to do that. And he's like, yes, you are, or I'm going to blow all these people up. And meanwhile, Hancock is taking the top of this lamp off. It's metal. And he's, he's making a disc. It's metal and curved. Yeah. 
kind of like an upside-down asteroid. He just flattens it, and then he starts running his finger around the edge of it, scraping all the edge off to make it sharp mm-hmm. while he's talking to the guy. And then he uses it like a Frisbee to cut and off cuts the guy's off his hand. hand. cuts his arm, hand right off. So Carey then it outside. Hancock he says... He's for pressure on this. <laughs> what happened? Red calls Hancock an He's asshole. Like, good job. He says, "No, you good job." <laughs> well, Redhead called Hancock an asshole, and he's like, "You don't want to do that." And he's yeah. like, "You're an asshole." So then he cuts off his hand. So then yeah, we got that. Hancock brings the detonator to the cops. We already just the guy's hand is still attached. I know, but I'm going through my notes. Skip parts that we already said. Fine. The crowd cheers for Hancock. Ray is at home. He's super excited. He's watching the news. He's like, "Yes, my plan worked." And then that night, they go out to a fancy dinner. Ray and Marion Hancock, so that they can all celebrate. It's very exciting. Um, while they're at dinner, Hancock asks Ray and Mary how they met. And Ray tells them about how uh, his first wife died giving birth to Aaron. And Ray was a single dad with a baby who didn't know what he was doing. And he was at the grocery store looking at, store looking at diapers. And then all of a sudden, this angel appears. It's Mary. And they just had a moment, and he knew that she was going to come and fix everything in his life. And they've been together ever since. And uh, they ask Hancock where he's from. And he tells them he's from Miami. And because Ray's like, are you an alien? You're from outer space, right? And he's like, no, I'm from Miami. I woke up in a hospital. I had a fractured skull. I guess I tried to stop a mugging or something. And I don't know who I am. And Mary's like, oh, you have amnesia. And from the head injury, and he's like, I guess. Mm-hmm. I All I had in my pocket was some bubble gum and some tickets to Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or whatever, or to Boris Karloff's Frankenstein. And uh, the when he signed out of the hospital, the nurse asked him for his John Hancock, and he thought it was his name. So he signed John Hancock, and that's been his name ever since. So he doesn't even know his name. And Ray's like, how come I never heard about this before? You would have thought that'd be in all the papers. And he's like, well, this was 80 years ago. I don't age. They don't know what happened. I guess something happened to me, and I woke up like this, and I don't know anything about before. And um, then he's like, what kind of bastard was I that nobody came and claimed me? Mm -hmm. And he had two tickets to this movie, so he had to have been with someone, and they never came and claimed him. And she's sitting right there. That's amazing. Yep. (laughs) So Ray gets really drunk. And Hancock uh, takes him home. So his big thing was, hey, Hancock, you shouldn't drink to excess. And the first thing he does, drinks to excess. Well, Ray doesn't drink that often, so maybe he only had two hey, drinks. you know you shouldn't do in front of a guy who's a recovering alcoholic? Get blitzed drunk. Probably. <laughs> and Hancock takes Ray up and puts him to bed. And Ray's like, Hancock is tucking me in. And he says, hey, hey, you're a really good dude. And uh, Hancock goes downstairs and uh, tells Mary Mary that, hey, (laughs) Ray's asleep. And she's like, okay. And then she notices that um, he has has a a bruise bruise on his hand and tells him that he needs to go. Where did that come from? Probably, who knows? I just wasn't sure if I missed something because they haven't been close. I think maybe he ran into the wall while he was taking Ray upstairs or something. Okay, maybe. I just thought, I thought, what did I miss? How did he get It had to have happened while they were at dinner or something. Yeah. And, uh, but he doesn't go. It happened at the 
crime scene earlier because he wouldn't have mm-hmm. gotten hurt there. <laughs> Underwent after, so maybe he banged it on the door while he was taking it, the bed. We don't, we don't know. But she notices that he has a bruise, and he and tells him to leave, but he doesn't leave. They keep making intense eye contact, and he starts getting closer and closer. He's such a good dude. And he goes to kiss her, and she throws and him like, through a wall. <laughs> Through a wall. Through a fucking wall. Knocks their, their fridge outside. And then she comes out and he lands on a neighbor's car. And then she goes out there and she says, if Ray finds out about me, you're dead. And uh, the next day, Ray gets up all hungover, goes down to the kitchen, grabs a cup of coffee or some juice or something. And looks up and sees a giant hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. We see Mary, who had gone Big out to the front stuff. yard opened the fridge, and took out bacon and eggs. As if it's still plugged in. This fridge has been in your yard all night. Yeah. Maybe it was cold out. In it's the valley? It's been in your yard all night. Now, eggs doesn't matter, but, yeah, you don't want to eat that bacon. No, probably not. Yeah, the eggs will be fine. <laughs> Unless it was, like, a hundred and something degrees. But it is California. At, at night? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And but the fridge would still be reasonably cold. But I don't know. 40 degrees when you go out there, maybe it's up to 60. But it would only be reasonable, reasonably cold if the fridge seal was intact. Now, that fridge went through a wall and landed on a front yard. The door was probably open. <laughs> on its side. It's not straight up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you don't know. That's an expensive, I would not eat That's anything an expensive door. But she seems to be... It's a Frigidaire. She's like, hi, honey, good morning. She's, oh, yeah, Hancock sneezed, blew a hole in the wall. No big deal. I already talked to the neighbors. She is in a great mood, which would be suspicious because she has had a problem with this dude from Jump. you think she'd be like, oh, your fucking dude your sneezed, yeah. fucked up our house. you think she would be pissed. She went the wrong way. She makes him suspicious, I think. Um... And then she asks Ray to go on a trip with her. She shows him a brochure to Australia, and she's like, let's go, just the three of us, tonight. He's like, this summer? She's like, no, tonight. And then Hancock, cop, cop. Hancock shows up and interrupts. And uh, Mary says, yeah, um, and he's looking around, you know, Mary's like, hey, I already told him about the damage from your sneeze. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, sometimes I get dust in my nose. And um, <laughs> and I thought that was like a, I'm going to say your house is dirty if you're going to say that this was my fault. It was real dusty in here. Yeah. And then he says, or something else, I can't remember. I get Are confused or I get, yeah. And then Ray gets a phone call. So he goes to answer the phone, and Hancock walks into the kitchen and picks up a giant fork, like almost like a barbecue fork, and stabs Mary in the shoulder. Only it doesn't penetrate her skin, and it breaks the fucking fork. And he looks at it, and he looks at her, and he goes, we need to talk. And she's like, go away. <laughs> so then he hits her on the back of the house with a piece of wood, <coughs> or her head with a piece of wood. and Like a rolling pin. Yeah. And uh, then he picks up some two skillets and is going to bang them on the side of her head like a concerto. And he's like, I can do this all day. And she's like, fine, we'll talk. And he's like, my house, four o'clock. And um, she agrees to meet with him. And And I was like, is that at the jail? (laughs) Apparently it's at his trailer. I still thought he was going to have to (laughs) 
And Ray's phone call is a very exciting job opportunity for him. So then we go back to the prison. And now that Hancock is not in prison, they have given Red a hook hand and he is in prison. And he goes to talk to, talk to the head of the butt guys. Also, that was real fast. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He was not in prison yesterday. He was committing a crime. Today he's in prison. Yep. <laughs> he must have pled guilty. Like, I did it to sentence me. I talk about a speedy trial. And he talks or to these two gentlemen. Hand fixed. About how they must be really upset. And the one guy who had the destroyed colon says, Yeah, it hurt. And uh, Red says, He took your power. And we need to get your power back. So we need to kill Hancock. This is a which is ridiculous because you don't know that he has any weaknesses. Yeah, he's a superhero. You don't, yeah. yeah. There's no, no reason. Nothing has ever led us to believe that Hancock can be hurt. Which I it's mean, underst- plot on somebody that's fine but don't get these guys hopes up that you can do anything to him until we see that he can and they they should know we can't hurt him yeah (laughs) if i was one of these guys i'd be like you feel free to go off and do what you want but i'll be right here i already tried to hurt him once and i'm not doing that again (laughs) i just implied that maybe i would hit him and he put my head up this dude's butt you guys had an assault team with c4 in a bank and heavy machine guns and he wiped you all out and cut your hand off so and we're all in prison we're good thanks yeah and we're all in prison yeah so Mary goes to Hancock's I won't be able to shit for six months I'm done (laughs) I, I, I quit he wins. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Mm-hmm. He's never shitting again. No, probably not. His colon is destroyed. Mm-hmm. His, I'm surprised he's we've sitting on a bench. We've already made those there's, jokes. There's no way that dude is sitting down ever no. again. He has a prison handbag now. Um, Duffel bag. <laughs> so Mary goes to Hancock's trailer. How'd she know where he lived? I didn't see him give her an address. I quick, think she's she known sensed all the along, quickening. but ah. that's just a fan theory. We are brothers! <laughs> I think she's been Can't keeping tabs on him the whole 80 years. You're mortal. And she tells him to ask. She's like, just ask. And he's like, what is the deal with us? And she's you like... You said you are from Spain. You are a liar. <laughs> and she's like, you know, we used to be gods. Now they call us superheroes. And he's like, are there more of us? And she's like, there were... But they're all dead now except for us. And yeah, she doesn't really answer any of his questions or give him any information. And then he's like the writers had no idea these left. (laughs) Who are we to each other? And she's like, We're brother and sister. And he's like, No, we're fucking not. That's not how you kiss your brother. And she's like, We are brother and sister. And he's like, You are a fucking liar, and I'm going to tell Ray. Ooh. So then he takes off. And um superhero fight. There's a superhero fight. And for somebody who's so concerned about being found out, she, she takes it to his ass. Cannot not fight in the middle of the city yeah. where her husband works. You know where <laughs> she tells him to the ocean. To leave them alone. That she put up with his bullshit for three thousand years and she is not doing it again. This is shocking information to him. She's very angry at him. And, and we don't ever find out why. No. Nope. <laughs> she calls him... There's no reason. Well, I think because... She must have really not liked Frankenstein. Because no, they're vulnerable when they're near each other. But that's not a reason to be this angry. It's not his fault. He wasn't. He didn't come looking for you. He doesn't know who you are. <laughs> I don't... I think she's angry because he's 
ruining her life where she's finally found happiness because every time that she that they decide to be together that she has to watch them then they come and try to kill them over and over and over and how many times has she almost died and then they have to separate but he never really leaves her alone he always comes back and always makes her try again and then ends up something horrible happens to them so she just has a lot of resentment she towards she him. She finally has a way out, and then and she's found some kind of happiness, back into which doesn't make any sense because she's not going <clears> to <throat> age. And in a certain amount of time, she's going to have to explain an age, age of Adeline situation. Her son is going to grow old and die while she's And we don't even know if she like gets period. <laughs> I explain how the women's reproductive system. Works. But anyway, I I just felt like she should have just told him this now. What she tells him later in the hospital, she should have just told him now. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But he calls her crazy. And He's he like, doesn't have any reason to think she isn't crazy. Because he's what like, I didn't do shit to you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And you're crazy. And she's like, don't call me crazy. So much like he has this trigger where he doesn't want to be called an asshole, she doesn't want to be called crazy. And he calls her crazy again. So she hits him with a truck. Now, <laughs> in the middle like, of the street. Like a same person. For some would reason. Do. Murder the truck driver. This is the thing that bothers me that they never explain. So now they have this giant fight through the city. And somehow it triggers tornadoes, lightning, snow, windstorm. It doesn't make any sense why all of a sudden there's these big storms. Well, in the trivia, because I use my time well, <laughs> they say that they may be gods they may be yes. it may be zeus and hera and they may have access to powers that they don't even know like they can and cause I thought lightning because and she said i'm more powerful than you that she just had power and she's so angry with him that i thought she just had powers that maybe she wasn't fully in control of that that was causing well, the passion that she feels in this anger maybe. but i just feel like that so is it because they're mad at each other that they're getting it? Is it her powers? Is it them together? But when they're together, they lose their powers. So it doesn't make sense that it yeah. was getting worse. Like, it was just... It's very undefined. Or maybe it's because it's the first time that they used their powers together in the hundred years or something. I don't know. It's very interesting. It, it just doesn't come back in. It's like this thing. It's like, why? They could have just had a boss fight and destroyed buildings, which is what they do. And it's interspersed with Ray. He is meeting with the PR firm and pitching his all heart program again, but this time to a PR firm that maybe wants to hire him, I think. But they really only are interested in him because of his connection with Hancock. Yeah. They want they're just like, to... where's Hancock? What's going on with Hancock? How's he going to be involved in this? And he's like, this doesn't have anything to do with Hancock. <laughs> they, want, they want him to, it seems like they want him to join their firm and bring Hancock as a client because he's being successful, not bring his ideas to their firm. That's right. And um, as they're fighting, they fight through the building that Ray is having his meeting on, and um, he sees his wife having a fight with Hancock. Mm-hmm. Like, shit. And, um... He actually says shit? Yeah. Now she knows she gotta cover her ass. She Hancock, knew she was gonna get caught the minute she started fighting But him. it seems as though Evidently Hancock... Evidently nobody would notice. Seems like Hancock may have won this one. I want to keep my secret. Because it ends with Hancock on top of Mary and her crying, I hate you. And he says, I'm sorry. Uh, Whatever it was I did to you, I'm sorry. And the fight seems to be over. The Um, fact is, I don't remember you and I don't know what I did. Ray goes home. And when he gets home, Mary comes home. And he's like, um, what the hell? 
why were you having a fight with Hancock and why do you have superpowers? And she admits that they are the same. And Hancock follows her and is like, what the hell? And he and Ray's like, hey, you can't talk to my wife like that. And Mary says, well, technically, I'm his wife. But we've been broken up for a very long time. Since before you were born. <laughs> and, uh, and Ray's like, you know, this is something that might come up. You know, first date, I'm invulnerable. Well, no, he goes, <laughs> I don't age. He goes, I'm, a, I, I'm already married. <laughs> this is something like, I don't like hiking. I'm allergic to cats. I'm immortal. <laughs> things come up and she uh they've been together for like 10 years yeah <laughs> and hancock well as long as however old she this has kid a very is good skin yeah. regimen. well and hancock says you left me alone and then she tells him i didn't think you would miss what you couldn't remember <laughs> by the time i got there you were you know you already woke it up and you didn't remember me but there's with with amnesia. <laughs> there's always a chance that they're gonna remember. <laughs> he could have woken up the next day and remembered. He could have woken know. up tomorrow and remembered. <laughs> she should have left. She should have got Ray to leave as soon as Hancock started showing up in her city. Yeah, she tried to, you know, to take. Well, yes, she. I really think she knew like where he been was the for whole time. A bit. Because she knows who he is, and yeah. she's and he's been on the news. You just she need knows to, she's where like, he is and what he's keep doing. And she time. tells, she says that we're connected, we're drawn to each other, and um, this always happens. I run, and you always find me. So mm-hmm. he probably was in the city because she was in the city, even if he didn't know mm-hmm. why he was attracted to be in the city. Yeah, why yeah. did he come to L.A. from Miami? He doesn't know. He just did. So Hancock goes to a liquor store, and he is um gonna he's been what three weeks sober at the most, maybe? <laughs> and he's like well he goes to get a regular drink, but then he's like mm, and he looks behind him and there's a liquor aisle and he's like fuck, so he you know. gives up. <laughs> and uh, the clerk uh, brings up uh, the news is playing a story about a prison break, but we hear that, but Hancock really isn't paying any attention to this. He goes to pay for his alcohol. And the cashier tells him that it's ninety one ten, and he's like, "That is fucking robbery. What do you mean?" And the guy goes, "It's ninety one ten and takes his finger and covers the zero, and then it says nine one one, and we see the camera pan down to under the counter where there is a couple of gentlemen with handguns shotgun and a or, handgun. Yeah. It's That's a robbery. A, no, those guys are pieces <clears throat> of shit. So Hancock kind of takes a side and reaches under the counter and throws the dude out and back into the cooler. Yeah. And then takes the other guy and throws him out the wall or out the window. Uh, the guy so he uses a Zagna bar to do it. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's like me against your Zagna. He gives yeah. his whole speech. Your gun against my Zagna bar. And then he hits him with a Zagna and takes him out. But in the process, he gets shot. So then he tells the but then he's clerk, like, "Holy shit, I'm I'm hurt." Well, he tells the clerk, "I'm sorry about your window," <clears throat> and then he doesn't feel right, and he looks down and he realizes he's been shot. And the clerk looks shocked, as you would <laughs> if the bulletproof guy was suddenly not bulletproof. But he gets taken to the hospital. Ray and Aaron see his injury on the news. Mary is nowhere to be found. You got to think Ray is like, "I'm going to need you to leave <laughs> through the hole you yeah. made in my kitchen." <clears throat> I tell 
you find out your wife is an immortal superhero type being, mm-hmm. and she's already married to this other dude, and she never told you even when he started coming around. And she I lied about the him. pickle jar. We have a history. Yeah, she did. <laughs> that, yeah, you, you would... You would be asking her to move out. Also, that our marriage isn't legal because you're actually still married to this other guy, and you have been for three thousand years. Like, who are you? So there's no legal documentation. I think we need to. They did paperwork. I think we need a little break, at least. Statue of limitations. When did you get married? Sometime around ancient Greece, one thousand BC. You got to (laughs) think. It's all kind of on her because Hancock so doesn't remember event? any of this. Just after that. <laughs> and he's just a dude that saved another dude's life and Ray's trying to pay him back and they kind of have this man friendship now. This new thing so, came out. Iron. <laughs> so Ray and Aaron go to the hospital really to see Hancock. And while they're totally at the true. hospital, they kind of, they run into Red, which is not good. Because the guys that have escaped from prison That's also amazing. watch the news and see that Hancock is injured, injured and in the hospital. The, the hospital is surrounded by reporters. They interview Ray and they want to know if how he was injured or was there special bullets. And he's like, I don't know. I just got here. I'm with my kid. And then we see Mary is also at the hospital. And she goes in to see Hancock. And she tells him that he's becoming mortal. And something that happens when they're too close together and so it's, let me sit and tell you about it. It's never happened this fast before. While you're like, dying. Let me, let me tell you something. Go away. So <laughs> they were apparently built in pairs, and when they're together, they lose their powers. And he's like, why? And she's like, so we can be happy and grow old and have children and lead mortal lives. And live a normal life. And she's like, and he's like, what happened to us? And so she starts to tell him about all the times they almost died. Like, so apparently, over the years, <laughs> as they were trying right. to live happy lives, <laughs> Actually, they were attacked <laughs> over and over. And she was attacked over and over, and he was forced to save her over and over because that is what they, he does. He was built to save. She thinks he's built to protect. He's the insurance policy of the gods. And... Um, that every time we're together, they come after you through me. They kill her to kill him. That's why David Jones had it right, man. You get together, bang it out once every ten years, and you stay separate. David Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Yeah, not the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Look what you did. They now monkey she's singing the We're too busy singing. She, she should have took the last train to Clarksville and got the fuck out of it. <laughs> keep it straight if someone's sitting there telling me as long as I'm close to you you're dying why are you close to me then I want to tell you our history cool call me bitch on the way to fucking Australia but as this happens the escaped prisoners attack and they shoot the shit out of Mary like shoot the shit out of her and he seems to feel it yeah they kind of start feeling it now that they're close together they can feel each other's pain and Hancock sure. fights them, and they keep hurting him. So uh, he gets hit with a like a fire extinguisher or something. Um, I thought it was oxygen an oxygen tank. tank. Oxygen yeah. tank. Shoot him he gets burned. More. He gets shot. He gets a knife in they the back. Him up pretty bad. And uh, he sees um, Aaron and Ray, and he knocks over a vending machine to protect them and tells them to stay here. 
but they see Mary and they go get help. They get help for Mary. The doctors are trying to save her and she's screaming and kind of looks like she's trying to get to Hancock to help him because every time he takes an injury, especially like the knife in the back, in the back, it's a, it's really apparent that she can feel it. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be able to feel her dying, and it's horrible. A bunch of doctors rush in on Mary and, um, and strap her down and start trying to shoot her up and hook her up to EKGs. and They're trying to save her, but... Good luck with that. Red shoots on. him multiple times in the back. Mm-hmm. And then Red comes up and, is like, and gives a little speech about how it must suck to be Hancock. And, that, uh, and he goes to shoot him one last time. Only Ray... Cuts off his other hand with an axe. <laughs> and he looks at it and he's like, really? Yes. <laughs> but really? So Ray saves him. But at this point, Mary and Hancock are both dying. They've both been shot multiple times. And Mary flatlines. And it looks like Hancock is also dead. So it looks like they're dead. However, Drama. Hancock all of a sudden blinks. And he uses the last of his strength. To slowly walk and then throw himself out a window to the street. This puts distance between him and Mary. And he uses the last of his power to like make... Run, jump, oh, yeah, run, jump. run, jump, run, jump until finally he can fly away because he's far enough away from Mary that he starts to heal. This also causes Mary to heal, although she already looked dead. Yeah, <laughs> and then he says, fuck it, and jumps to the moon. And uh, she lives. Then we get a little timestamp that says one month later. We're at an amusement park. Mm-hmm. Ray is quizzing Mary about historical figures. And he gets a phone call. And it's Hancock. And Ray is like, hey, why haven't I t- heard from you? I've been trying to call you. And Hancock says, well, I haven't. Because you married to Kryptonite. <laughs> well, Hancock says, well, I didn't have any reception where I was. But you should look up. And he looks up. And apparently Hancock has... Put his all heart symbol on the moon, the world's greatest advertising. That must have took a while. So it appears that Mary is going to stay with Ray, and Hancock is going to be a superhero in another city. It's beautiful ending. The end. Is it? So um, Tony gets to go first today. Oh wow! It's this change of pace. My favorite character is Ray. Mm -hmm. My least favorite character is Nancy Grace. Mm-hmm. That goes for all movies and films and television. <laughs> Just in life? Yeah. About Sharon Sossaman. It's Shannon Sossaman and I hate I got, her. I got no beef. What if, what if Nancy Grace and Michelle Rodriguez were in a movie together? Then I would hope Michelle Rodriguez would beat that bitch to death. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's harsh. That is... That is... Okay. I'd be like, get her, Michelle. Always been there for you. <laughs> Even though got Shelly, even gotta be like family, family. Oh Jesus! Get her, Shelly. My favorite scene is the bank heist. Mm-hmm. I think that's just funny. My favorite line is "Good job." Do I have your permission to touch to touch your body? It's not sexual, although you're a very good-looking woman. Just say <laughs> And my favorite tertiary object, unsurprisingly, was meatballs. <laughs> Although they should be meat boulders, the size of those. Oh, that's funny. Boulders. I'll um, I'll give it a light yay. It's all right. I mean, I would love if they. I would love it if they had done a little more 
world building a little more it's a little vague towards the end but but it's okay i mean you know got no hate for it so light light yay all right carly all right my favorite character was ray my least favorite character was mary not because I hate, I don't hate Nancy Grace, but because she wasn't in the movie enough for me to have her as the least favorite character. Oh, she wasn't in enough. <laughs> it's a shame we don't see Hancock hit her with a car. Ooh, wow. Don't get me excited. But of the three characters in this movie. Yeah, there really is only I three. Mean, or four if you count Red the bad guy. <laughs> so, uh, my favorite scene was the bank job that gets him out of prison. The first mm-hmm. job he does as yeah. a reformed Hancock. <laughs> I enjoyed it very much. My favorite line was, good job. Yeah, you said that. You, good job. But, like, that whole thing, that whole scene was great. That was my favorite line. My favorite tertiary object is the Zagnut bars because they're delicious. They are your favorite. Also, I haven't been able to really find them since COVID. So, if anybody sees them, let us know. (laughs) Too bad this movie wasn't bigger. It could have made Zagnuts into bigger Reese's Pieces. They're so delicious. And I used to find them... At the five below, in the last few times I've gone, they don't exist anymore. Can't oh. order on my Amazon either. No moss. Really? Anyways. You <laughs> get anything on Amazon a light yay. Oh. The last time I checked, I could perhaps I could just take it. <laughs> John's looking at Zagnut bars on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> they are my favorite, and they seem to have disappeared with COVID. <laughs> Got three dollars to spare. <laughs> Who are you going to buy? I'm going to buy her Zagna Bosch. She could buy me that big Amazon book. Avon. Avon. All right, my love. Switching what do out. you think? Same time. <laughs> um, my favorite character is Hancock before he goes to jail. Mm-hmm. You because, like Hancock the douche canoe? Yeah, because fuck, because if you're a superhero, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Be an asshole. Oh, my least favorite character is Mary because. She has no reason to be this mad at him. She gives no reason. Is just a shithead. Mm-hmm. And the only one who knew, hey, if we're together, we're going to die. And didn't bring it up. Asshole. Until he was dying. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Like, that's some information would have been useful yesterday. Because he went to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I feel like as soon as he came to their house, like, I think she knew where he was the whole time. But as soon as Ray brought him home yeah. and was like, I'm going to try to help this dude, she would have gone to see him and said, I'm going to lay it all out for you. <laughs> hey, did you, did you notice your hands bruised? <laughs> Let me tell you why. And then I'll never see you again right. for 10 years when we bang. Yeah. <laughs> like Davy Jones right. rules. Um, my favorite scene is when he throws Michelle in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know what sometimes little shit's got to get dealt with mm-hmm. and you know what that little fucker never called anybody else an asshole ever again <laughs> true that um my favorite line was you good job but now i'm, I'm gonna switch it to you <laughs> you kick him in his piss pump <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> because it's just funny <laughs> like no one calls it that <laughs> Um, and my favorite tertiary object, I'm going to go with the eight pounds of C4 per hostage because of the excess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, someone's just like, You're going to blow somebody up. That's vaporizing it's people. <laughs> eight pounds is enough to vaporize all four of us and have leftovers. So, and there you go. 
And I'm going to have to um, nay this movie. Aww. I mean, so I remember watching it and liking it, and then I watched it, I'm like, this movie is terrible. Aww. Like, there's, there's no thought process to it. Like, they have a good idea, but their execution was shit. They, had, they didn't think about it. So mm. if I never see it again, it'll be too soon. Mm. Wow. Ooch. All right, my favorite character is Hancock. I like him. I think he's how you'd be if you were a superhero and you thought you were all alone and nobody cared about you. And you'd kind of be drunk and you'd be trying to be helpful, but you'd be fucking it up and you wouldn't care. You smell like alcohol because I've been drinking, bitch. <laughs> Your, give of shit. Your give a shit factor would be real low. My least favorite character is Red. He just seems like a douche. Mm. I didn't need him. And then I wondered, was he like, you know, she said they've been hunting us. Was he like of the peoples that have been I hunting think so. them? I think no. people in general. Like that whole speech you made like, about, yeah. you know. <laughs> See what I mean? They didn't really do a good, very good job of hashing this out. My favorite scene is the sequences in prison. Like where you see Ray trying to teach him to be better and he gets all the group sequences and then he finally shares at the end and it's a big moment. Um, just his character growth there. Stuff. <laughs> uh, my favorite line it is working. I mean, <laughs> my favorite line is after Michelle calls him an asshole over and over, and he throws him in the air. He looks at the other two kids, uh, Michelle's backup thugs, and he says, "How about you, thickness goggles?" Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh. What are you gonna say? Quit, don't be a bitch. Quit crying. No. <laughs> How about you, thickness? Goggles. It's funny. See, pre-prison Hancock's funny. <laughs> I think that this movie, I wish they had made more of them. And this could be a concept that would be very fun to remake. Because he's, he's, he's making I Am Legend 2. I'd rather him make Hancock 2 than I Am I Legend know. 2. I Am Legend 2 is going to be fucking The terrible. problem with this Where movie is <laughs> the history is very unclear. Yeah. Like, if now they had just... Time, you could think about it. Yeah. If they had just made the mythology a little bit more clear even if it was dumb i think it would be better and this character of red as the who comes and tries to kill him doesn't really make a lot of sense there's a problem with Blade it would have been dracula better iracula <laughs> you know it it suffers a little bit but i still think it's a good movie it, will smith is enjoyable um Jason Bateman is great in this. Yes, he he's very like. Even the kid with the meatballs is endearing Aaron. and not annoying. So um, which is a big plus. Kids are usually really yeah. The kids are like usually Michelle. really yeah. Yeah, but as soon. But that kid is funny. The petite as soon. Yeah, <laughs> that kid was funny. Even as the bully, like all we see is him calling Hancock an asshole, and he's fucking hilarious. The, Why didn't he get more work? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, I think this is enjoyable. Him in his piss pump. I would happily watch this again, and I'm glad that <laughs> I watched it now because of Ken. Him in the <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it did suffer because it came out after Iron Man. And oh, yeah. It's, and <laughs> it's not nowhere near as good. <laughs> and I think if it came out now with after, like, The Boys and after um, Brightburn and stuff like that, that this character could really work, especially with an original character. I just... Yeah. They I don't should. know if now. <laughs> well, Will Smith's kind of in the doghouse right now. Well, but, maybe not Will Smith, but, but, but I could see ago. this. I yeah, mean, I think they should recast. But they could recast yeah. and make so, okay, this so into a whole franchise. We're recasting it. Who are you picking? You don't have to answer this, Tom well, Hardy. Well, it was in, in Tom the, Hardy can make this shit work. No, here, 
in the trivia, they did say that it was almost Dave Chappelle. Which no. would have been interesting. No, I, I don't think I would have liked no, it. I don't think it would be different enough to make a difference. No, but I feel like if they went with someone like uh, Michael B. Jordan. Hmm. He's already done a movie like that. He did, yeah. um, oh, what was that movie called? So they got mad Chronicle? Yes. I was just thinking about that. I was like, I kind of want to watch that again. Uh, I don't remember if that was any good. I'd have I to watch it. It was okay. The four of them. Is it four of them? Three of them? Three of them. Three of them get powers? Yeah. One goes crazy. Or, um, I'll watch it again. Who's the childish Gambino? What's his name? Oh, oh, um, yeah, he'd be interesting. Glover, Danny, or not Danny Glover. One of the Glovers. Yeah, I think he would be able to do it well. He doesn't have to. But he does every everything he does. No, (laughs) but I, but I think if they're going to recast it, they might as well. Tom Holland. (laughs) Now he's in everything. No, he's not. (laughs) No, no, they cast Dwayne Johnson or Kevin Hart. No, oh, I think he's too old. I think they need to go with someone who's younger and up and coming. You know what you do? So um, they can build a franchise. Who's that dude who played um, Rooster? Oh, uh, Miles. Um, Miles Teller. Yeah, him. Give him a shot at it. But I think there's a lot of young actors that they could put in this role and be interesting. But I think it would be more interesting if they kept it black. It doesn't make a difference. The race of the characters irrelevant. I think it's more interesting. I want Jeff Bridges. All right, if he's... Well, we'll get to see him soon in R.I.P.D. 2. Well, you'll get to see him soon in R.I.P.D. <laughs> we won't get to see him until you make it for the podcast. Right. <laughs> right. I don't think I'll be watching Harley? R.I.P.D. 2. That kid who plays Michelle does yeah. have 45 acting. Wow. Yeah. wow. What's he done recently? Are upcoming. Are they Wait, all Has he France? done anything recently? He was... I mean, some of them are one episode. One episode of NCIS, one episode of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Um... Still, Josie, one that's more acting fan, credits than the kid that played Aaron. But yeah, he's got a lot of acting. Wow, credits. that's pretty cool. That that's interesting. He has been working, and these are not only French things. That's... He was in Halloween 2007. He was Michael Myers, age ten. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> you say that. Interesting. All right. Well. Anyways. Um, Please His name find is us Dag. on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. Uh, <laughs> you can email a movie podcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. And tune in next week on, on the podcast. podcast for John's pick. Yes. For Christmas. My Christmas pick is 2005's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, starring mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. Sweet. And Val Kilmer. Shannon Sussman. Is that right? Is she in that? Really? What really? is she like five? Another welcome back to the podcast for her. <laughs> oh man, she's gonna have to get a. I'm gonna kit. look at it right now. Suspects. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I was gonna do Die Hard, but never knowing. They wanted to do something else. This totally made Michelle Monaghan. She is in it. Yeah, she is. <laughs> oh. All right, welcome back to the podcast for at least the third time. Mm. Shannon Sossaman. Well, interesting. Sorry. All right. She's well, a pink hair girl. Pink hair girl. That's that's. All right. Hold on. I'm finding it. That was also her Just nickname in high school. Just talk about stuff. I gotta look up. Move, bitch. Get out the way. <laughs> Get out. Lights the way. out. I'm about to knock your lights out. That's such Ooh, a good bitch. song. <laughs> it's an right, enjoyable song. Oh man, it's good. But it's enjoyable. Oh fuck off. <laughs>